Okay, well, you showed up. Good deal. I'm so glad uh, you're here. I know you could be doing other things. Work, what could you be doing right now? You could be at home, drinking hot chocolate where it's warm. You chose to come here, and we're going to do this for about an hour, uh, or a little less than an hour. I don't have enough gas for that, but uh, we'll, we'll... We don't either. You don't either? Okay, and uh, we, we'll do that, and we're going to be in 1 John. That's the little, you know, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John near the end of your Bible, if you want to open your phone or Bible or whatever. Um, what I'd like to do is start uh, with a cartoon or two, and then uh, we'll go right into 1st John. Um, So I was in Dallas the last couple of days and the flight left this afternoon at 2.20, uh, I think. And one of the things, you know, I've, I've kind of learned about being on the airplane is it's gradual. You know, I don't like these sudden things when I'm flying, these sudden drops, these sudden. I like the gradual and the gradual you know, it just, you're just kind of into it, and after a while you don't notice it. Well, that's what we're doing tonight. We're going to start gradual with a few cartoons, and then we'll, about the time we're up in the sky, I'm going to go to the piece of paper. Uh, I don't know if you can see the captions. I'm going to read the captions. There are 10 of these. If they're funny, feel free to laugh. If they're just kind of, eh, just feel free to make a noise. Or give me dead silence if you're just going, what were you thinking? <laughs> After decades in ministry, Pastor Mike had streamlined his method of confronting sin. And there's a guy in the back seat who suddenly says boo to the driver and scares the life out of him. I thought that was worth kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Caption is, looks like this guy is surrounded by some people in the church. We're interested in rediscovering the ancient spiritual practices, and we're hoping you could tell us what worship was like in the 1980s. That's, just, that's good. I thought this was interesting. There's a church building with the word church on it. The sign says church service, some assembly required. This is small. Um, looks like this guy is dreaming and there are all kinds of animals going over him and there's somebody preaching in the sermon. Caption is, it's pretty simple, Roger. Quit falling asleep during my sermons and I'll quit showing up in your dreams. <laughs> the decorating committee was, it seemed, unhappy with his request for a smaller tree this year. An allusion, I guess, to the Christmas tree in the auditorium sanctuary. Next cartoon. After introducing props, his sermons often lacked clarity. I think I've preached sermons like that where people were going, what are you saying? The last point was not completely clear, so the elders have asked for a point to be reviewed. You have to think about football and see this. 
All right. We're going to have an instant. We're going to have a review of the play here. Eh, it's kind of a. Eh. All right. Looks like two people talking in the church building. Theologically, if you're over 30, you're having fellowship. If you're if they're under 30, you're hanging out. Uh huh. And finally, Pastor and Mrs. Martin on vacation. I didn't create this. Wow, what a sunset. That reminds me of verse in, and she says, stop. <laughs> Enough of that. All right. Now, you're either sound asleep or we're up in the air. So let's jump into this. Look at your notes, if you would. New Year 2020. It's not the new year yet. It's what, November, is it six? six? November 6th? Um, yeah, November 6th. So we've got a little ways to go. I found it really helpful to start thinking about the new year before we get there. You know, you don't want to just wake up and here it is. And, and if I think about the new year, I start thinking about um, questions like this. What kind of person would I like to be or do I need to be this next year? We're just talking. How many weeks is it? Do math people, how many weeks is it till the first of the year, do you know? Seven, Cheryl? Okay, something like that. Something like that covers any variation. Seven weeks, we're just talking seven. What kind of person do I need to be in this next year? Uh, I asked the question, what kind of husband do I need to be? Now, this is kind of, this this sounds kind of weird, because I can't. I, I'm asking what kind of father and grandfather do I need to be? I don't know about you, but I'm finding these adult children still need a parent. You know, I mean, you raise them, they leave, but they you're still you're still a parent. What kind of father, what kind of grandfather do I need to be? Now, what do you notice about those questions? They thought they were funny. What do you notice about these questions? OK, it assumes you're not where you want to be. That's very good. What else do you notice? The way they're the way they're phrased. Yes, they're about me. It's not. What kind of year am I going to have? Or I hope I hope I hope good things. Happen. I wish my wife would get it together. Maybe maybe she'll do it right this year. Maybe this will be a, maybe I'll make more money this year. Uh, you know, and all those kind of passive questions where you're kind of hoping these things happen to you. And what the Bible addresses in our discipleship and our walk with the Lord is how we function, what, what we do. Uh, I can't control everybody, anybody else. Can you? I, I can't, I, you know, I, I can't control um, my, my grandkids. I can't control my, my, my kids. I give, I give my daughters hints. Y'all do that? Give your kids. Is that okay, Rod? Give you hints. You know, have you thought about, no, Dad, uh, I try doing that. Sometimes I give Charlotte hints. Charlotte, what are we having tonight? Oh, I don't know. What have you thought about? And I'll throw in my hint. Well, 
I can give hints, but bottom line is, what kind of person am I going to be? And the time to really start thinking about that is before we get there. Because if you don't start thinking about it before we get there, when we get there, you're going to be just what you are today. And what I'd like to do is to be thinking about, you know, what what do what are the areas where I need to develop? So one of the things I've been doing uh, the last six months or last, well, four months, I guess, I keep going back and forth to First John. Um, it, it's a short little book. It's five chapters. Uh, it, it, it almost kind of sounds like a sermon in a way or a talk in that you're kind of reading along, you know, and talking about this and then you feel like you're going to something else and then we're back to the same thing again. Then you're going back to this. I kind of like that sometimes, you know, when I'm listening to somebody speak because I don't always get it the first time. And when they'll come back, make another round and come back at me. And so it kind of reads like that. So in a way, it kind of feels a little redundant, but it, but really it may be helpful doing that. OK, um, so anyway, what I want to do is read this first paragraph and then talk about this 10,000 foot overview. As we approach the new year, know that this could be such a year of significance for you. Think about everything we said in the last few minutes. I'm not talking about this could be the year when your ship comes in. We're not talking about waiting on something to happen. This could be a year of significance for you in terms of just what kind of person you and I become. It could be that you and I will more fully display some of the vital signs of a life in Christ. What are some of those vital signs for, for just like the human body? You guys know. Well, what are some of the vital signs? Aren't there... Is it four or, or more? Or do we know? Before I look at folks I know, no? Huh? It's four. Okay, we got it. We're down to four. Do you know one of them? Would be what? Pulse or heart rate. Is there, is there another one? Blood pressure. Respiratory rate. A plus. Right? right? Okay. So those are vital signs, apparently, of like, of like the body. And, and apparently we're like getting in trouble when those aren't all what they should be. You know, one of the biggest, everybody get this if, before you go wherever you're going to go in your head. One of the biggest issues and challenges right now in the 21st century is this. What does it mean to be a human being? Man, we are discussing that one. What does it mean to live as a human being that was deliberate? Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> what does it mean? I thought, well, just, we'll just have a little music for that question. What, what does it mean to live is the way a human being ought to live. You're going to get some clues out of 1 John. And you can take it home if you brought your phone or Bible. What is it? How is a human being meant to live? 
Let's keep reading. Um, it is also possible that some of us will remain stuck in old <laughs> behaviors, patterns, and habits. Okay, let's don't, uh, we, we could just talk about ourselves, but we'll just talk about other people. What are some behaviors that other people could be stuck in? We won't get personal yet. What are some behaviors other people could get stuck in? Behaviors. Denial. Den Denial. Denial. Selfishness. Selfishness. You ever known somebody that just almost seemed to gripe all the time? Just gripe, 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 gripe. It doesn't matter. Just pick your, pick your topic. But, but they go south on, you know, you can get stuck in those kind of behaviors. Get stuck in our patterns, patterns. You notice that you have certain patterns of behavior in your own life. Yeah. You notice that you handle conflict a certain way. Some of us tend to avoid it and some of us are ready to fight. Some of us uh, want to minimize it. And some of us are ready to broker peace deals with the people at McDonald's. I mean, we're, we're there are just certain patterns. If I if if the way I behave, if that's a good pattern, that's great. But sometimes you get into these unhealthy patterns that are not good. Um, I, I learned with Charlotte and I've been married a long time. I, I learn real slow. Now, some of y'all are so smart and you probably picked up what you should be doing. It took me forever. We would get into a disagreement, disagreement. You know, and she would say this and I'd say that and she'd say this and I'd say that. And after a while, I thought, if we keep doing this, we're going to be here all night. But see, dumb me, I, instead of changing the pattern, I just kept doing it. Well, she kept, you know, uh, uh, now we're going to go off and sulk. And then, you know, we're going to make up. Now we got to talk it out. And then, I mean, my goodness. Instead of, but you know what I'm getting at, see, instead of learning from that, what is easy to do is you just keep doing it. Now, isn't that bright? Just keep doing it. And we do other things that way, don't we? Where we just keep doing things a certain kind of way and it really isn't good. All right, finally, perhaps it would be helpful to look in the mirror at our own life in Christ. Um, when you become a Christian, when you, when you follow Jesus, one of the things we learn from Jesus is, is this. We learn how to live as a human being, the way a human being was meant to live. That's really good. And so one of the questions that want to ask is, are, are the vital signs, I'm not sure how many vital signs there are. There, well, we had four for the body, right? Okay. I, uh, I don't know if we got four for what it means to be a human and a person that's trying to live right, but we got a number of them. Okay. And some of these are in first John. So what we're going to do tonight is we'll take a 10,000 foot overview and I'll read a little bit in three different sections. 
we're just going to kind of fly over. OK, so if you want to ask this this question from six foot underground, this I'm probably going to say, let's wait on that one because uh, we're flying over tonight because I, more, more importantly tonight, we want to just kind of get the gist of this. Um, let me ask you a question because I'm doing too much talking. Um, <coughs> No, let's go ahead and read, and then I'll ask you a question. Look at First uh, John. Let's start with chapter 1, 1 through 4. Chapter 1, 1 through 4. Did somebody read that? seen it and testified to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life which was with the father and has appeared to us we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and our fellowship is with the father and with the son Jesus Christ we write this to make our joy Thank you, Michael. This is my friend, Michael Thompson, by the way. Thank you. Um, what, an, what, what a way to start out a letter. Just, he just, they, he, John jumps into this by just saying, I want you to know Jesus is real. He is real. We're going to come back to these verses Michael just read, but for right now, uh, jump down to two where he touches on the death of Jesus. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, this is chapter two, verse one. If anybody, did I goof? Chapter two, verse one. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the toning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. And then chapter 5, verse 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. And eternal life, and in, in I think some of you know this, in for eternal life in John is more than, it's, it's, this is not talking, just talking about going to heaven one day, but a quality of life that we can even experience right now. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if he asks anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that what we have, we, we know that we have what we ask of him. You know, he starts with Jesus is real. There's this dis discussion of Jesus dying for the world. He concludes by saying, you know, you can really know that you're experiencing the life you were always meant to experience. In this first section, 
the, the incarnation is real. That is, he was God in the flesh. He was real. This is not, uh, this is not a make-believe thing. In fact, he, 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 he breaks down the senses. What does he say in terms of, of Jesus here? We, what did we do? We heard, okay. We what? What else? We saw. And what? Touched. Is there another one? Or is there not? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah we Okay, uh, yeah, we, um, I, I guess I'm thinking of uh, the, the, the expression after we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched or we have, we have looked at or perceived or gay, whatever. Uh, well, if he's not saying anything, he is saying, Jesus is not some idea that we, that we, we, we kind of bat around and decide whether he's our truth or your truth or my truth. He lived and he was real and we saw him and heard him and touched him. In fact, if, if any of those apostles had thought to turn on their phones, and I don't know why they didn't, but if they'd thought to turn on their phones, get this, they could have taken a picture of him. You don't take a picture of a mist or I mean, or, or an I, he, he was so real, you could have taken a picture. He is real. And he says, and, and this, this one, um, we, we proclaim him to you because we want you to have fellowship or shared life with us and know that our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Um, this goes way, this is not just some Jewish kid that grew up son of a carpenter, that there was something going on between himself and God. And, and, and even in, and, and because of that, there is something that has happened in our lives. And what he's going to say in the next couple of chapters is this really does impact the way you live. You know, this really impacts the way you live. Look at number two. We'll come back to some of this later, but for now, look at number two. One way to kind of look at this book is you could say that there are these two sections, one dealing with the light of God and the other dealing with the love of God. Look at chapter five. Could somebody read uh, one through, I mean, I mean, five through seven? I said chapter five, chapter one, five through seven. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Okay, thanks, Rod. Now we're going to get into next week 
um, he, he goes into great de detail about how do you deal with your own failure? How do you deal with, with, with your sin? How do you deal with that? There's no perfect human being. So how do you come at this? If you, if you want your life, if you want to live life the way you were always meant by your creator to live, how do you deal with your mess? And he'll break this down for us, okay? We're not gonna do that tonight. But for now, let's just play for a moment with this stark contrast, darkness and light. And God is, God is light. And he says, boy, and there is, there is something called darkness. What, do you, what comes to mind when you think of that, when you think of, 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 of just the idea of, of, of living in darkness? What do you think about? What comes to mind? You all against the wall, y'all have got these expensive sheets, uh, seats with the headrest. So <laughs> you, you guys feel free too. Um, what comes to mind, Casey? Maybe ignorance. Maybe ignorance, yeah. I think of it as no guidance. No guidance? Because if you have, you're in darkness, you yeah. know where you're going, where you're at, what's in front of you, what's behind you. Yeah. There was a moment, last night I met this friend of mine for dinner in, da I'm from Dallas, but this, so Dallas is familiar to me, but it was raining. We were in a part of Dallas I'm not as familiar with. I'm going to meet him at this place. And it's raining and raining and it's dark. And I just got turned. I mean, I've got my phone on, but I'm trying to, you know, sometimes your, your phone shows this one road and keep going three miles. And I'm thinking, well, where am I? And, and darkness is kind of like that, where you just kind of wake up one day maybe and you think, who have I become? Why am I living this way? Why am I making these choices? Why am I talking this way at work? Why did I treat my spouses? You, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, kind of a darkness where you, you, you realize I, I'm, I'm in a fog here. What else do you think of when you think of, of darkness? Y'all are doing great. You know, when, one of the things about just kind of living in darkness, um, you can just kind of trash out your life. That's one, one way to, or, or, or one, one way to do that is you just kind of turned around. You know, we use the word lost to describe that. You're just kind of turned around and you, it's not working. Uh, does that make any sense? Maybe you said that about one of your children before you said, I just think he's just kind of lost. I don't think he knows what he's, or she, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, she or he has a sense for where they are, what they're about. Seems, and I, I love the way John gives some clarity here and, and, and says uh, to these Christians, you need to know that God is light. There have been some people evidently that have come in this church and just stirred a lot of things up. And 
impression I get is apparently a bunch has already left. I'll, there's some clues here we can talk about later. But one of the things John's doing, I think, is trying to bring some clarity to, 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 to what they need to be about now that all this conflict is over. Um, the way we usually say it today is let's get back to some basics. Right. We, I mean, don't we say that in our businesses? We say that in our our work. I mean, OK, what are the basics? You know, because because we've kind of gotten off track here. And in terms of just being a human, one of the things I need to know is. The closer I get to God. The more clarity I'm going to find in my life because he's light. God has no interest in you living in a fog or you. He's not trying to confuse you. He's not trying to mess with you. Uh, this is not some game like, you know, you blindfold the little kid and turn them around and around and OK, walk. Um, God doesn't toy with us like that. God, God is light. This is the message we've heard from him. Declare to you, God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. And he's going to say, you know, if you claim to have fellowship with him, if you claim that you and God are pretty tight, you, got, you and God are pretty close. God knows my heart. God knows we're close. And yet you're often a darkness messing around with stuff that just goes against the will of God. He says, man, you got to wake up because this that's not the way this works. <laughs> it's not the way this works. I mean, he, we'll, we'll get into more of this next week. Um, isn't that good? He's going to tell you how to avoid a wreck. <coughs> OK, like the one I saw yesterday on the big freeway there in Dallas. I don't want to have that with my life. And he tells you how you can avoid that. Isn't that good? OK, look at. Uh, look at the third one. Let's move to uh, chapter three and verse eleven. Chapter one, verse five, he says, this is the message we have heard from him. Now he says in chapter three, verse 11, for this is the message you heard from the beginning. Could somebody read, uh, say, 11 through 18? This starts getting personal, by the way. If you need to slip out, I understand. But this really gets personal here. Uh, chapter three, verse 11 through 18. belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, 
Okay, thank you, Charlotte. Okay, now th this is a big one here. For this is the message you've heard from the beginning. We should love one another. So in terms of what it means to be a human, I mean, how are we doing with that on this planet? So if you turn on the news, what are you going to see? If you can stomach it for that long, what are you going to see? Murders and wars. Keep going. Anger. What else? Backbiting. Yeah, we, we don't. I mean, we're we're at a point we we you know, we we don't know how to do civil disagreement anymore. If somebody differs from me, they're an idiot. I mean, you're they're just a fool. Well, I mean, we will just go after people, you know, um, how, how are we doing? How when you when you see the wars, it's often what ethnic groups after one another. You come to America, you go to other countries, here's racial unrest and we're treating folks wrong. And here's the men that have hurt these women and Woo! I mean, it's it. Um, and, you know, we can sit here on a Wednesday night like this. and go, Isn't it good? We're not like that. It's just so good that we're not like that. We've got all night. Really? I mean, what he's it's it's interesting. He writes this tough language, not to the world. This is to us. And he says, don't don't you be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. We don't do that. What's wrong with this? I mean, you're, you, we're nice people and we try to pay our mortgages on time. And, you know, we're. we're why is he talking about murder like that? Well, now that he's got our attention, he gets into what is the actual root of murder in the first place. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brother and sisters, if the world hates you. We know we've passed from death to life because we love each other. Everyone who does not love remains in death and everyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. So if you were going to if you were going to look at this in terms of a vital sign of the way a human being uh, was meant to behave. What would you say a human being what a human being was meant to do toward another human being is what? OK love. And so kind of what that means is what? Putting others first. Putting others first. We are we called to be a people who treat folks right. Right. Men treat women right. And women are not something to be used or abused or manipulated. We don't mistreat children. And men are not to mistreat men. And men don't look at people who don't speak English or the, their language and assume that they're less than. 
And men don't look, men and women, don't look at other men and women and draw conclusions based, <coughs> based on race or ethnicity or the nation they're from. Every single person in the world was created in whose image? So that kind of means we've all got something in common, I think. So in terms of, of what it means to be a human being, what do we learn in these few verses? We'll come back to this, but just for tonight, what do we learn in these few verses? Yeah, we're called, called to be different. What happens when Christian folks mistreat other people? What happens to their credibility, our credibility? When we mistreat the person at Home Depot or we mistreat people that, what happens to our credibility? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of down, somebody said down the drain, I think, yeah. He says, I don't want you to hate anybody. Of course, we, you know, you, not you, of course, but some people would come back and say, well, I don't hate anybody. And before we say that too quickly, we may want to read those next few verses where he says, um, love is not simply saying that you don't hate anybody, but it has a whole lot to do with how you treat people. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Here we go back to the cross again. And we also ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Now, one way to come at, one way to try to be a human being or come at life is just to you got your business, I got mine, right? I'm dealing with my people in my house. You deal with your people. You're interested in me, it's none of your business. And I, I hear about such, I hear about these folks over here and, and uh, you, you know, they, they don't have any heat and it's a cold night. I mean, should have paid their bill. Paid their bill. It's not my problem anyway. <laughs> now, now, folks, all, all, all this stuff that we're saying, this is from the world. You hear that? All this is from the world. The Christian people say, boy, if you got cancer, it's our problem and we all pray. And if you got need, we're going to, we got to figure something out because we're not going, we can't just ignore that. Not, not Christian folk, not church folk. We don't just ignore people. Some little old kid comes in the, in the church and, you know, the, don't have a daddy and barely got a mama. And is that our, yeah, absolutely we care. We're a pe we are called to be a people who have a view toward other people that says, you know, people matter. People matter. Old people matter and young people matter. And we in the matter when they're, they're women or men or look like us or don't look like us, they all we, we matter. And so we we 
we, we start a new year and we go back to a book like this. And, and what might we think about just based on what we did tonight? What do you suppose we might just give a little th a little thought to based on tonight? thinking about an article in the paper today how people are going down to the bus station and taking clothes to help the immigrants that are coming in whose children have been on the <coughs> bus for hours and they're wet and they're dirty and I thought that, that's amazing that they've been doing this over a year and we're just now hearing about it. Okay, okay. Right there in the, right there in the paper. Okay. We could do that. Yes. Like that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> One place I might want to start is, is go back to the light business. One place I might want to start is this. As I get ready to start the new year, as I look in the mirror, y'all, everybody's got a mirror at home. As I look in the mirror, you don't do that anymore? Okay. Anybody, anybody taking down the mirrors at this point? We've got, we got several nodding. When you look in the mirror, just to ask yourself, you don't have to do this with anybody around, but just ask yourself, is there a part of my life where I'm doing th something that I just know is wrong? Maybe it's an attitude, maybe it's a habit, maybe it's a behavior, but I just know it's wrong. I have no business talking like this, doing this, whatever it is. And, and, and is there, could it be that if I would just name that and say it aloud, even where my, only my ears hear it, Lord, I've just got to stop lying. Or Lord, I have just got to stop whatever it is. But just, just to be honest about, you know, there's a little bit of darkness I'm taking on here. And I sure don't want to be messing around with that at the beginning of 2020, like was in 2019. Does that make any sense? Here's a second one. What I might do, is I might look in that same mirror, well, not the ones that don't have the mirror, but I might look in that same mirror and ask, is this somebody I'm not really treating right? Charlotte and I were, I came home from work one day and I was just tired and it hadn't been a fun day. And I walked in and she just said something that was just kind of innocent. You know, like, I don't remember what it was, but just, it was just kind of innocent. And I just kind of snapped. Betty, thank you for doing that. Betty went, ah. and, and that's exactly what I needed. I just kind of snapped, you know, just kind of something a little smart aleck. And I knew when I said that, I thought that was, why'd you say that? Well, you know why I said that? Because I'm immature and tired. <laughs> and that, those two combinations are, are lethal. Well, but I don't get a pass for doing that. But to ask myself, the people that are, start with the people that are near me. There's somebody I'm just not really treating well. You know, if we gotten into some bad habits as a, as a family, as a couple, in terms of just the way we interact. Do I kind of do my own thing and sort of expect him or her to figure it out? You know, just kind of a selfish deal. 
But to, and all this is about love. It's, it's asking. As I enter 2020, what kind of loving person do I want to be before, you know, eventually I might want to talk about the bus station. That's I mean, that's good. But before I get too far out of the house, I may want to look in the house. Is there anybody else in the house that I may need to think about in terms of the way I'm treating them? And then if, if there's a, a friend, maybe a, a, a good friend, maybe I've kind of taken advantage of her, or taken advantage of him or I've kind of been neglectful or I said something the other day and it was just kind of curt and abrupt and I decided it was she, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Just to take a look at that. And then to talk about what could that mean for, for other people beyond my house? So a place to start in terms of vital signs is maybe these two. God is light. God is love. And one, looking in the mirror, is there is there something going on here where I just know it's wrong and I need to do differently? I heard a friend of mine say something this week that was really interesting. He's been preaching a long time. He's a, uh, and he said, uh, he said, you know, I've been a Christian 40 years. Most of the time when I've done wrong, I knew exactly what I was doing. kind of looked at him for a minute. <coughs> I thought, yeah, I can relate to that. Now, I might rationalize, well, I wanted to say that, or I was upset, or I was... Or, but so, looking in the mirror, God is light. What do I need to address? And then over here, God is love. Is there somebody that I really need to be treating differently. Start at home, by the way, and then go out. So let's stop right here. Is that okay if we stop right here? Okay. And, and think about those two. You, you feel free to read ahead in 1 John. If you, if you just feel like you've got to read the whole book, go ahead. But for sure, read uh, the rest of chapter 1 uh, through 2-2. Chapter one, all of chapter one through chapter two, verse two. And I think you're going to like this next part because uh, it talks about what do you do if you're trying to live as you ought to and you just mess up. Now, what do you do? Do you just give up or do you pretend you don't mess up? What do you do? And. Boy, it gets real practical here. And I think I think you find it helpful. I, and I know you've you've probably read this before. That's OK, because most of us know much more than we practice, don't we? So what we're talking about is is just putting some things into practice. OK, let's be done. I'm going to pray for a moment and then we'll leave. Lord, thank you for our group tonight. Thank you for just what it took for them to be here for uh, some who haven't eaten yet, for some who have had a very long day and uh, pray that you would work through uh, what we've done tonight. Pray that it would be encouraging and cause us to think, 
because uh, Lord, who knows how you'll work through us, through us in this coming year. In Jesus' name, amen.